You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Well, we made it through another week, Lauren. It's time to record another G-Factor podcast. Let all of our listeners know exactly what we're thinking. I'm ready with you. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm thinking at this point. I mean, everything's just a blur, I guess. It's kind of a blur. We're kind of, I feel like we're in this hybrid time between the pandemic and the vaccination. And what are we, are we going back to normal? Are we not going back to normal? We, I just don't know anymore, Lauren. I know. I mean, there's so much like positive outlook out there that it's just like we're all hoping to fast forward I think which I mean I'm totally included but I keep seeing like exciting announcements like OU saying they're going to allow full stadium capacity at football games next year and just you know different things like that concerts rescheduled and so I'm just like let's just get there let's do this let's do it yeah I agree now I mean I have to speak for myself I have gotten two vaccinations I've been double vaxxed but I still I still feel like we might be a little cautious at this point. So um, it's interesting. We're interesting. But those are emerging trends, which is exactly kind of what we're going to be talking about this week, correct? Yeah. So we want to touch base just on a few trends we're seeing um, right now from the changes of 2020 into 2021, particularly on social media. And then some like really immediate things that are changing right now or coming coming about very quickly. Um, as I'm sure anyone knows that is on social media, um, especially Facebook, I feel like I feel like you get on there either desktop or mobile and something is different, like almost every day. And every time it's like an <laughs> Easter egg just to find how to give back to my profile. Like, it's right. Like, what what or, have we changed today? Right. Or something's hidden or something's, you know, kind of not working great because I feel like they're always tweaking things. So just stuff like that is, you know, can be a little bit overwhelming, just the littlest thing not working for people who are managing multiple accounts or managing their brand's accounts, or even personally, it can be really frustrating. But on the upside, there are some um, kind of interesting changes going on and maybe some things to get excited about for certain folks. So just a couple of things, though, like, you know, I love stats. So I have a few stats to share that kind of back up some strategy that we have been creating or strategies we've been working on lately. Um, so it's just nice to see some updated data. So I just wanted to share that. So I'll hit that just first. Fa- Let's do it. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. <laughs> so just a few insights. Right now, the biggest trending platform is Instagram. Insta, so it's, everything yeah. for the gram. So brands are just um, keep turning towards Instagram just increasingly at this point. So they're also seeing better engagement rates for brands um, that increased in 2020 um, with about 6.4%, which came up from just a little over 1%. And these are engagements, wow. remember? Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So a big increase there for brands. And like you kind of have to consider with that a more people online and, you know, screen time. But also Instagram did roll out a few changes that kind of were on the brand side, help brands a little bit. So there's that. So number two, um, Facebook remained 
pretty close to the same average as they were with engagement rates across the board from 2020. There's been a small increase in engagement in the first part of 2021, but basically about 1.5% is about the brand engagement rate on Facebook. So in comparing the two, you know, Instagram is now just whooping up on Facebook a little bit. So interesting. That's crazy. Good thing Mark Zuckerberg owns both companies, so I'm sure. He's yeah, fine. he's he's living the life, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So then the third tidbit, and you know, you and I have—I know probably more so you than me because I feel like you just loved it. But Twitter just kind of keeps falling off. Um, they're dying bird. It's a bird, and it really <laughs> yes. is. It's a um, their performance is still dropping. Engagement is dropping. Users. You know, it's just if you have a very certain topic, you know, usually like breaking news does well on Twitter, political stuff and some education does really great on Twitter. But for brands overall, the engagement is just really not there, um, you know, for most industries. So I think it's tough. I mean, I, I watch Twitter. I look at Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's very difficult for a brand to truly get over, you know, get their message or get that tone through through that medium. I mean, the, um, the imagery is not the same, the way that basically it scrolls like a better term. I just, I don't think that it uh, offers the same. I mean, right. That's, that's it's harder, harder to get people's attention. I feel like, um, yeah. the one thing I still like it for, if you are a big, big brand, not the normal business we're probably talking to, but you know, if you're a huge brand, like an airline or something that is providing customer service, a 24 seven or issues, you know, like a big box store or something like that. I think it's really, you know, probably appropriate and useful and for their audience, but otherwise just yeah. probably not there unless, or for no. like a news station. So, yeah, you're totally right. It's like a great fest, like at American airlines, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the airport for 27 days. When do I get a shower? I mean, that's basically yes. Is, so. uh. Those poor folks who manage those accounts, man, oh, yeah. I the, I feel for them. Right. Oh, yeah. So those are kind of um, some stats I just wanted to share. Um, I think we also, I'll let you touch, you know, just on, we really just wanted to say also maybe give some advice on where you should be as a brand in 2021. So maybe you want to speak to that a little bit and I have a couple of well, other tips. Sure. I mean, I think, I mean, like you said, it's always about telling the story. So for me, the emerging trend is based on your audience itself. So you mentioned Insta was obviously growing. Facebook seems to be holding its own. I mean, I, I kind of go back to the same piece a little bit, depending on what your brand is. But LinkedIn is, is always something that uh, someone can use as an individual as well as a brand trying to get out there, whether it's internal communications, trying to hire someone or external, trying to either partner with a either a community partner or someone else that's working out there. Um, incidentally, we talked about this before, but LinkedIn's bringing in, uh, making some shifts or pivots as well. I think it's probably because of the micro economy and some freelancers, those type of things. So that'd be interesting to watch. Um, I always look at uh, video. I am a huge fan of video, proponent of video, and anytime you can basically cross-market that. So obviously YouTube is out there. I have been seeing some pretty interesting um, content uh, on YouTube that's more of explainer. So it's kind of long form. So very similar to like an Insta story where you 
maybe put the first, you know, 10 seconds of the teaser and then you can kind of go on. So um, I just think that YouTube is a very difficult engine to get someone to truly subscribe to. Uh, so that's more of a search engine piece. And then I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of wanting to pick your brain a little bit. I, I, I don't want to sound old here, but I really feel like TikTok might be here to stay. I mean, I honestly looked at it and thought, well, it's maybe the next Snapchat, but I've started seeing a lot of uh, brands starting to use TikTok. And, mm-hmm. and I think it might be a good connection for some of the, you know, the younger, the 18 to 24, or maybe even younger than that. Maybe it's a 14 to 21 demo. Something like, what, what are your thoughts? And older even, you know, like the young mom age is yeah. huge mm-hmm. on TikTok. Um I wouldn't say probably over 40, but from a brand standpoint, uh, maybe even I I will take that back. I would say up to maybe 50. Um, It's so easy to scroll. It's easy to get sucked in. But from a brand standpoint, way more um, applications compared to, like you mentioned, Snapchat. Um, as far as marketing goes. And then obviously there's still, if for folks or audiences that aren't on TikTok, you can still create TikTok videos and then share them on Instagram or stories or Facebook, anywhere you want to. So that's fun too. But, you know, always mixing like storytelling with entertainment or infotainment, you know, you see all the recipes or like the Mm -hmm. athletic gear or like, like what to buy, all that stuff too is super popular on TikTok. So It's very um, easy. I think it's easy to access and easy to create just another outlet to create. And then, like I said, share at other places even. Um, But the view rates and the amount of users, the engagement is big. It is still blowing up. So I am curious to see how long it will last. But I think you're right. I think it's it's here. (laughs) It's staying. I think I think you're probably right. And I don't want to touch the third rail on this one a little bit. I feel like I might just, you know, totally electrocute the podcast here. But I'm also watching Parlor and other similar type of social media trends because they're very, very focused on um what how do I say this? Political or lifestyle views or those type of things. It'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see if brands uh step into that market, for instance, and I don't want to make any kind of large scale assumptions, but I could see somebody like maybe the NRA or someone that's a conservative group moving to parlor because of that specific demo that's sitting there. You know, it's there. Absolutely. It's there. You know. Um that and I mean you might as well mention Clubhouse too. Um you know I think brands or people wanting to offer um chats, discussions, panels, or even like kind of training or classes or discussions like that, that could be somewhere to go and be very helpful. Again, like niche audience thinking, um, just depending and depending on who your audience is. So it'll be interesting to watch that grow as well, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And there's always that I don't know if they're fringe, but I mean, you know, Pinterest and Hows and I mean they're all uh, sorts of I mean, we kind of gloss over them, over them sometimes as social media channels, but I mean, there are a ton of different social media opportunities. It's just the fact that you can't, I mean, you just can't spread out so much and be so thin on every single one. Right. I mean, yeah, if you want to mention those, you know, you have stuff like Yelp, um, yeah. Nextdoor, you know, for certain businesses and industries, that would be somewhere really helpful to be present. 
Um, there, there literally are so many. So that kind of goes back to what we were talking about is know where, who your audience is and where to meet them just because, you know, someone else has TikTok or Twitter does not mean it's necessarily the right fit for your brand. And I think long gone are the days of just be everywhere just because it's just not, you know, it doesn't make sense. You don't have time. Um, and you can't put forth your best effort if you're just trying to be everywhere. So. Absolutely. And and to that point, last kind of piece just kind of dawned on me while you're talking about that. As a as a PR practitioner or a strategic communication professional, it's very important to separate yourself from your likes or your um, social media uh, influence versus the brand or the company. So, for instance, Tony Van might be on LinkedIn and YouTube 100% of the time, but that's not necessarily where the G factor or guild or so-and-so are. And so it's important to make sure that you're honest about your brand's audience and you're looking for, not necessarily just what social media channels you feel comfortable using. Absolutely. Totally agree. Good point. All right, Lauren. So that's a, that is, that was a mouthful, but very important. So you did did a great job. Kudos to you, Lauren. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think we'll probably come back and talk more about strategy um, in the next few episodes. So stay tuned for that social media strategy that is um, that will kind of dovetail with this episode. So stay tuned. And okay. I think that that will be a really interesting conversation, too. That's great. And and in the meantime, I'll watch for that invite to Clubhouse, Lauren. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, this has been a good one. This is Tony Van. This is Lauren Doherty. And we'll see you next week on the G-Factor Podcast. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.